0: I am super frustrated.
1: <laughs> well, then this is then this is the show for you because you're listening <laughs> to Dare Anxiety. And my name is Ed Krasnick. My co-host is Renee Jane, where she's coming up in just a minute. But she's very frustrated. I'm very frustrated. The world is very frustrated, and that's what we're going to talk about today. on today's episode, we're going to talk about frustration tolerance. Uh, and I am a a curator of the Museum of Frustration Tolerance, which is here in L.A. I'll tell you more about that later. But Dear Anxiety, what kind of a show is it? If you're listening for the first time, if you're listening for the 10th time, you know that this is a show where we talk about how we relate to our thoughts and our feelings. We talk about uh, resilience skills. We talk about emotional fitness. Uh, We know physical fitness. Let's build emotional fitness, which means... What do you have to do with mental health everybody talks about mental health today you have to practice you have to practice mental health and so that's what we aim to do on the show we we talk about these issues everyday issues but we also try to practice uh, skills that you can use every day on your own in your life with your kids um, and I'm sorry to speak like I'm speaking in this cadence. It's sort of like a, like a verbal ransom note. I don't mean to do that. But welcome to the program. So frustration tolerance. And my partner is uh, no stranger to frustration tolerance. She has a family. She has a life. she has a, She's very busy. Uh, I'll talk about her like she's not here for another few seconds. But she studied applied positive psychology at the University of Pennsylvania with Marty Seligman who is the father of that field. And she has a wonderful uh, company called GoZen.com. GoZen teaches resilience skills to kids, parents, schools, through animation and creative play. They do these incredible summits. And the most recent one was on confidence, where they bring together experts from all over the world. There, I know that there's new, one, new summits coming up all the time. Um, But right now, she's very frustrated. And Rainy, tell us about it.
0: You know what? I have not been getting adequate sleep. Maybe I say that a lot. Um, And that is probably lowering my frustration tolerance. And that would do the same thing for anybody, right? And kids and grownups alike. So I'm frustrated, but I'm so excited to be here with you.
1: Yes. Do those things
0: go together, frustration and excitement? I think they, you
1: know what, I think they do. And I'm going to try to figure it. We'll try to figure out how they connect with each other. But I think frustration really does come out of not being able to take care of yourself in some primary ways. And I think there's no one who is more, who is better at not taking care of themselves than me. Uh, I love it. I do it every day. <laughs> I practice it. So it's time for me to practice something different. But but really, there's a deficit going on somewhere. And I think that that's, uh, that's interesting. Do you think that's true?
0: Yeah, I think so. You know, I think of the very little things when I think of frustration tolerance. Of course, I think of my kids. Um, again, for those of you who have listened before, you know I have two kids. I have a son and a daughter. My son is six. His name is Jude, and he has pretty low frustration tolerance when it comes to certain things in certain contexts. And so one of the things that he gets really frustrated with is when he's trying to build something or do something Like he's playing. And he can even be in flow when he's doing this, but he can't seem to overcome a particular challenge. So the other day, We had a friend in town and she gave my kids, I think it's called Roboto. It's basically this puzzle. It's this robot piece of wood, basically, that's carved into a robot. That's like a puzzle, if that makes any sense, if you haven't seen what I'm talking Mm, about. And once you it comes in a cube and once you open it up, it looks like a little like wooden robot. But then to put it back to the original shape of the cube is the challenge. So Jude, my son, was trying to do this. And within, I don't know, 15 seconds, he started to get frustrated. And you can see the signs of frustration. He started to stomp. I, see, I almost see smoke coming out of his ears. <laughs> and I'm, I put myself on, on alert mode. I'm like, oh, oh, here it comes, right? Here comes the frustration. Right. In many ways, such a gentle, beautiful soul. Um, But when he gets like that, you know, there can be throwing, there can be stomping, there can be raising of voices. And so I prepare myself for it. But anyway, yeah, so that's what happened the other day. Very low frustration tolerance. He took, he ended up taking this thing and throwing it on the ground and saying, I don't like this thing anyway. And I said to him, you know, I went over and I kind of bent down and I didn't really say anything in the moment. But then I looked at it and I kind of, this is funny, I kind of forgot about him. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder if I can do that. I wonder if I can put this thing back into a cube. And I realized something. I have this idea, this mindset that I'm not very mechanical. I've put myself into this bucket Hmm. that I can't sort of do those sort of things. And I know that Sean, my husband, is, is better at it. I mean, he just frankly, at this point in time, is better at doing stuff like that. So it would be easy for me to go to him and say, Hey, can you put this thing back into a cube? But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna challenge myself. I am going to assume that I can do this task. And so I sat with this thing for a good hour and a half at, oh yeah, I played with that toy until I got it almost back into a cube. And that brings me to my point. And I did get frustrated two or three times in that process. I think that self efficacy, I can speak. <laughs> I think yeah. that self efficacy, or what psychologist Albert Bandura, who originally proposed the idea of this personal judgment of how well we can execute a course of action when dealing with things, looking into the future and thinking, I'm capable of doing this, I have the competence to do this, right? If you believe you can achieve almost, Mm -hmm. it's so important in setting ourselves up to not to be able to do the thing, but to be able to overcome the frustration when the frustration sets in. And I think that's why I was able to actually sit with it. Of course, I've had a lot more practice than my son. But I was able to employ tactics when I got frustrated because frustration tolerance is not about not getting frustrated. It's about the ability to tolerate the frustration and employ tactics in the moment.
1: Yeah, that's a, this is, that's a big thing. That's a, that's a huge thing. that, and, it, and And it's no different than emotions and thoughts. But for some reason, when we think we get frustrated, we think, well, that's it. I've lost the battle. It's over. Why? Because I'm frustrated. No, just need an adjustment, need some skills to approach the frustration, to to deal with the frustration. But you don't have to pretend that it's not there. I think that's part of it. That's what sort of builds it up. I shouldn't be frustrated. I lost. Uh, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at what I'm trying to do. I won't be successful. And therefore, I'm frustrated and I'm um, no good. You know, uh, there's a, there's a value uh, judgment. Like you said, you mentioned Albert Bandura, and I had flashbacks because I remember studying him in high school and in college. And uh, yeah, I remember the, the, how well you can execute a course of action. Um, and what did you, what were you able to employ when you became frustrated? I'd like to hear about that.
0: Well, one of my favorite things to do is to walk away, you know, like I literally physically get up and I walk away. And if I'm able to go hug a tree, and I know that sounds so goofy, (laughs) if I'm able to go into nature and to touch nature, that brings me back to my baseline very, very quickly. If I'm not able to do that, I actually close my eyes and just visualize it for myself and then I have this other thing that I do that can be scary for some people, but is really cathartic for me, which is I have this warrior cry that I do.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah. I don't think yeah. I, do. yeah.
0: I just shout out this thing that like makes me feel reinvigorated and re-empowered. But again, you know, the goal is is that we can have many, many different techniques that we employ but we have to get to the point where we're like and where our kids have to get to the point where they are like yes i'm going to employ one of those right now in the moment and that's the difficult thing because when our kids get frustrated often as parents we jump in and we're like why don't you try this why don't you try this why don't you take a deep breath why don't you walk away and they're like you know they have to get to the point where they are practiced enough where they know that, listen, it's not about doing something challenging and not getting frustrated. That is part of doing something challenging. Otherwise, you're probably doing something that's easy for you. And that's not practicing or learning something new or growing. That's usually just rehearsing something you already know. So this isn't about not getting frustrated. This is about taking that frustration and then responding to it, in a way that you can use one of your tactics. Yeah, so I do a warrior cry. <laughs> it's like, Rah! almost like Braveheart. Can you do a Braveheart cry? I,
1: You know, I've never seen Braveheart. I'll have to see it. I'll have to watch it to do the warrior cry. Uh, but the warrior cry is an interesting thing, your own warrior cry. But my curiosity is what you are telling yourself when you start to become frustrated. What are you saying to yourself inside to get you to do these things?
0: I'm saying that I'm at the point where whatever I'm doing is not working like this isn't working. And I have had a lot of experiences. So this happens to me at work, you know, forget the little building thing that I was doing. Sometimes at work, I'm writing something, right? And I consider myself to be able to write and I will get, I'll have writer's block or I'll write something and I'm like, ooh, that is terrible. Or I'll just, I'll get stuck in some way or another. And I've had a lot of experiences where I will go walk away and, you know, I get a skim cappuccino. That's my thing. I skim, dry, extra foam. I say a lot of things because I think it's funny when people order coffee and they say 18 different things. So yes. I try to, that's like a game I play. Yes. I'm like, I'll have it skim, extra dry, extra foam, no coffee, but add the coffee back in. Oh my coffee. God. Oh my God. <laughs> no, but listen, when I do that, when I leave and I walk away and I go to get that coffee, My brain does some processing. This happens. This has happened, I don't know, let's say seven out of 10 times. And I will come back and I'll have a a resolution. It's kind of like unconscious processing that you do when you're sleeping, when people say I'll sleep on it. So I walk away and I come back and that has worked for me. Sometimes it doesn't work, but many times it does work. So what's the point? The point is, is that I remember past success with a technique. It's very clear to me. And I will talk about it. So this is something that we can do with our kids. When we see them using a technique successfully, right? So the first thing is, is that we have to help them develop self-efficacy, that they really believe that they can do it. And we'll talk more about that in a second. But the next thing is, is that when they are they get to the point where they're frustrated and they're able to employ a warrior cry or walk away. Or I know that you use humor a lot, Ed. Mm-hmm. Right? One of these techniques that can help us overcome that frustration and increase our tolerance to the frustration that we highlight it for them. Oh my goodness, that was amazing how you got so frustrated, but then you were able to make those jokes and we were all laughing. And then we got back to doing whatever we were doing, or you got back to the challenge at hand. And we highlight that for them so they remember, because we just, you know, it just floats out of our head sometimes. Oh, yeah, I did that successfully.
1: Yeah, that's true. And to hold on to those things and actually, you know, actually remember and sense them. And remember, uh, you know, as clearly as you can, the picture of how that felt, and that you did get through it. And of course, you know, and, and, and that's something you can carry into anything. But I think, Nature. I think you can, you can, you can visualize nature. You can, I think taking a break is a huge thing, choosing to take a break. Now, even if it's not walking away physically, but taking a breath and just stopping. Stopping is an action. We don't think of it as an action, but great teachers have talked about the stopping action and that it's a very good skill to have. I'm just going to stop. Right now,
0: I'm just gonna stop. I'm just gonna stop. I'm just gonna walk away. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna, pra- I'm gonna try something else, and then I'm gonna come back to it. So this isn't. I wouldn't consider it distraction because it's pretty intentional. You know, you are you're getting up and walking away, or getting up and doing something else with intention. So I don't think it's necessarily. Oh, I can't handle this thing. It's it's too overwhelming. So I'm just gonna distract myself with something else and not think about the bad feelings that go along with it or not. or And, you know, it can be seen as procrastination for some. But I really think, again, it's the in the intention. The intention is to be able to tolerate the frustration. So, you know, one thing that happens when we don't have that self-efficacy as kids, when we don't believe we can do it, you know, in whatever scenario. So whether you're, you know, whether our kids are going to play soccer during gym class And the teacher's like, okay, everybody's going to stand in line now. And one at a time, we're going to try to get the goal, you know, get the ball into the goal past the goalie. And your child is standing there and then they're mine. They're thinking, oh my goodness, I hope the bell rings before it's my turn, because there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. So they do not, they have lack of belief that they are capable of doing this task at hand. And they have all the things that are associated with that. So how do we work on that self-efficacy? I think that we bucket ourselves and our kids really early. I'm athletic. I'm creative. He's athletic. He's creative. He's smart. He's, you know, she's this, they are that. I think we do that so early. And it reminds me of Howard Gardner's work on multiple intelligences. Uh, So, you know, Howard Gardner had this idea that intelligence is not just one thing, right? There can be musical intelligence and kinesthetic intelligence and visual spatial, um, interpersonal, uh, math, existential, There's, the, I think linguistic is one of them. And when he came out with his work, I believe a lot of people interpreted it to be, well, I should take a survey and see which one I am. What do I score? Which one do I score in? Which one am I? And if you read more into his work, that was never the intention. The intention was, you can be any of these things. These are to be cultivated. There's potential to be any of those. And I bring up multiple intelligences because it's a way we categorize ourselves often. And I feel when we categorize really early, you know, people talk about tracking kids, not tracking too early into gifted classes, for example, because when we put kids in buckets and they and they feel it, it doesn't matter what you do as a teacher, even if you're trying to hide it. I'll give you an example. Um, my daughter is in a class where their reading levels are coded by, by colors and numbers. It's like you're blue L2, letters, numbers, and colors. It's like you're blue L2. Well, my daughter Jasmine's like, oh yeah, that's the high reading group. You know, she's like, crack the code. They know. They know when they're being bucketed. And so it's okay, I think, to say, listen, you have some raw talent here, you know, but we have to be so careful because we really affect their mindset when we categorize them and teach them to categorize themselves way too early. So that kid, that kid that's standing in line to kick that soccer ball isn't thinking to himself, well, I'm not an athlete. I'm never going to be good at this. There's no way that I can do it. Because those thoughts really do then affect our behavior. Hmm.
1: Well, you know, I tell you, they, it reminds me of the thing, uh, this, this quote, you know, sometimes Pinterest, whatever, you know, you see these quotes and I, I just think it's great. This one it was, whether you think you can do it, or you think you can't do it, you're right. Yes. And Isn't I, that amazing? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. It just, it's, it's, it's the plain truth. It is the plain truth. It's literally what you believe. And of course, people have skills in different areas, but you really can, you really are able to do anything. Uh, but when you tell yourself you can't and you start commenting in your head, it affects your ability to do certain things. So,
0: well, it is the starting point. It's literally the starting point. So I think that sometimes we stop at the starting point where we're telling our kids, you know, if you believe you can, you can do it. If you believe you can achieve, that's the starting point, right? That is the thing that allows you to do the deliberate practice, to actually make an effort, to have an open mind about things. That's the kind of invitation to grow. But if you don't have that underlying belief, you're not going to take any of the actions, right? I mean, I wish that just believing, I'm going to go back to that soccer example, just believing that you could do it would actually make the ball go into the goal. But that takes practice. But you don't even get to the practice part if you have no belief. You've, you know, you're, you're, you're done at that point.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and, and, you know, I can't
1: really, I can't speak as loudly as I would like to because of the setting that I'm in right now, um, because they'll take me away. Uh, You can't
0: do the warrior cry? I
1: can't do the warrior cry, although I admire the warrior cry. And I'm just thinking of people listening as they're driving in their cars and they have heard you, uh, you know, talk about the warrior cry. And I think what I'd like to invite our listeners to do is to record your own warrior cries and actually send them in, (laughs) because I think it would be really important um <laughs>
0: play them we'll play them on our next episode I,
1: and if you don't we're gonna make it up because it's <laughs> too good to pass by
0: so if you have
1: a warrior cry or you have something that you tell yourself that works or you create a character a or voice whatever it is that works for your self-efficacy please share it with us Rini, where do they send it? Let's do this now. And then we're going to come in. Maybe we'll do a, a role play so you can we can we can learn how to talk to ourselves when we're approaching frustration.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to gozen.com forward slash Dear Anxiety and you will find everything there. You will find all past episodes. You'll find a form where you can reach us. And um, if you want to send an email, you'll find an email address there as well. But you just go to gozen.com forward slash dear anxiety. And it's all housed there.
1: And send in your warrior cry. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear, I want a nation of warrior criers, but listen, you know, let's say for example, okay, so let me, let me put the cube together. And then I want you, I'm going to be a person. We do role play all the time and I'm not going to raise my voice, but I will tell you that I'm very frustrated because I have a cube to put together. I have a Rubik's cube, let's say, and I've never been able to do Rubik's Cubes. And I'm going to I'm gonna say out loud what I'm thinking. And, Rini, maybe you can be the part of myself who would tell me. Maybe you can tell me other things that I might substitute that okay, I can say to let's myself. Do it. Let's get ready, people. Quiet on the set. I am terrible at this. I cannot. This happens every time, every time with this thing.
0: I can't do it. Well, it feels like I'm getting super frustrated again. If I'm feeling this way, then I can just, you know what? I'm going to put the Rubik's Cube down and just take a walk around this kitchen right now. That's what I'm going to do.
1: I can't believe how,
0: why can't I do this?
1: I am so dumb. It's like I'm such a Dumb, I'm an idiot. Why, why can't I do this? It's so simple. Other people can do it, but I can't do it. What is wrong
0: with me? Whoa, I'm being super hard on myself. Not many people can solve six sides of this Rubik's Cube. Not many people can solve one or two sides of the Rubik's Cube without practice. I haven't done this in years. So I'm going to give myself a little bit of a break. And try it again, I'm actually glad I don't know how to do it because they haven't made like any good new kind of Rubik's cube like things in a long time. so um i want I want to save her trying to figure this out.
1: Oh man I mean i feel I feel lousy.
0: You know what i,
1: I I'm not even gonna try.
0: This might not be my thing, and that's okay. But it's not a reflection of who I am. It just means where I'm at when it comes to the Rubik's Cube. Mm. And that's all it is.
1: Cut, cut. We got it. We got it. Print it. That's a wrap. Everybody go to lunch. Pick up your check on the way out. Okay. All right. So so though, that's an example. I mean, though there, there's just, you know, what you tell yourself matters. What I tell myself matters. And it's not important what I'm doing; it's important what I'm saying to myself in the in the moment. Um, and that's true of that's true of any any issue, really. Um, everything becomes possible. You mentioned um, nature. Uh, if you can hug a tree, you actually said. And I will tell you, yeah, I used to. I trained to be an environmental education teacher a long time ago. Uh, how did it go? Not well, but uh, but I trained and. And so uh, we played this game. We used to play this game in the forest um, called Secret Friend. And it was basically what we were doing is they would take you into a forest where there were hundreds and hundreds of trees who looked very similar. And you would get to spend a little time with a tree to touch it, etc. And then they put a blindfold on you and they'd spin you around and you had to go find your tree. Well, I can't even express that every single time people were able to find their tree immediately amongst hundreds and hundreds of trees
0: oh my goodness that's amazing yeah. it's like the penguins finding each other yeah i love that
1: yeah it was very cool but anyway when you said nature nature even just visualizing nature you know they they talk about the medicinal uh, uh effects of people actually looking at pictures of nature not even going into nature and how that actually affects your brain.
0: We almost have to get those those little grass pads that cats have, you know, to yeah. lie on yeah. <laughs> in our house. <laughs> to just, just have your hand on some grass and it can be really, really therapeutic. You know, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about in that role play is I think one of the first ones that I mentioned was an if-then statement. This is a great thing to do with kids outside the moment. You know, I noticed that you get super frustrated when you're doing your science homework. So, if that happens, then what can a strategy be that you use in that moment? So, you map out these if then statements. Do three of them. Do three of them. When your child is feeling connected to you, when your tween or your teen is feeling connected to you, don't do it. Don't try to map one of these things out or create any kind of solutions or plans like this when they're not feeling connected to you. But in those moments when you guys are connected, then create a plan. If this happens, then I can do this. Because what happens when we get super frustrated when we're in the red zone is that our brain gets hijacked and we can't remember. So it's really useful to even, especially for little kids, to have it drawn out if this happens, then I can do this. You know, one of the things could be nature, but it can be any technique that works for them, especially when it comes to frustration. Again, we talked about warrior cry. We talked about walking away. You can use humor. Sometimes when I get super frustrated, I just use like exaggeration humor. Mm-hmm. And, and Ed is a master at this. Um, you can do if-then statements. You can use perspective. One of the things that works for me and I have seen work with the kids that i work with is using facts. You know, you can even find them like you can Google them or you can find them on BuzzFeed. Really interesting facts about the world. Because what that does is, you know, when you hear like we haven't explored 95% of the ocean, or one of those facts, it gives you perspective. It brings you back into perspective. So those are just some of the things we can do. And if you find your child is consistently getting frustrated, has low frustration tolerance. And is consistently getting frustrated. Make sure you're doing a face check, which we've talk, uh, talked about in the past. Are they getting enough time and flow? Are they exercising enough personal power or agency? Right? That's the A. Are they getting enough connection time with you? And then, of course, their essentials, food and sleep. Those yeah. are essential, right? Right now. they're essential. I've heard of
1: it. I've heard of it. Uh, I've heard that it's essential. You know, it's, it's, uh, I I'm doing about face check, which is that I I'm going away from all those things. And just as an experiment, seeing how I can do, uh, over 60 years so far, I'm doing okay. Uh, no, not, <laughs> not great. Not great. But, but it's so good. You know, you have to be fed and you, you have to eat and you have to sleep. And right there, that can change a lot of, you know, you have to eat, you have to you have to eat well and you have to sleep well. OK, can you answer anybody listening right now? I want you to answer these two questions. How am I eating and how am I sleeping? If you say great. Good for you. You're in the top one percent <laughs> because most people are You're not gold star. Most people are not. I'm telling you. Um so yeah if then statements are fantastic um flow time agency connection essentials you know what guess who else needs those besides kids
0: We do Oh
1: that's so nice to hear Uh now let's hear the warrior cry now- <laughs> oh, <rah! laughs> Okay All right I want to hear your warrior cry seriously send them in to the show I'm or else we'll have to make it up we'll have to Um now is there anything else we want to cover? Is there anything coming up that we should know about? You've always got something amazing oh, going on at GoZen. I do
0: have a secret coming. can't tell you. Oh, it's a secret. There okay. is a secret. Yes, <laughs> there is a secret. Okay, so check us out on any of our channels, right? GoZen.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the newsletter um, on Facebook where it goes love, on Instagram where it goes love. So we have a secret and we are going to be talking about that secret and revealing it in mid-March which is around now so like in a couple of weeks so make sure you stay tuned I can't tell you because that's the nature of a secret but it's going to be let out of the bag very soon
1: you are going to want to do a warrior cry when you experience this that's all I'm saying you'll do it whether you want to or not it'll just come out spontaneously the other thing is that uh, yes in the future (laughs) sometime in the future we are going to we're talking about something that I believe will be revolutionary and it has to do with Rini, and it has to do with Ed and it has to do with something that we are going to produce.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Another secret.
1: Another secret. Secret number two. uh, Secret number two. Now, uh, keep coming back. It works if you work it. I want to thank everybody for listening. We want to thank everybody for listening. If you want to share this show, this podcast with a friend, that would be fantastic. We're building a community. Let's keep building it, especially in these times. We need to help each other with our resilience. In our practice of things like frustration tolerance and mental health, especially now. Uh, you can find us at, uh, you can find us all over the web, all over, wherever you get your podcast. but you can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot forward slash Dear Anxiety uh, for, to, to check us out on iTunes. So please keep coming back It works if you work it. I'm Ed Krasnick.
0: I'm Rini Jane
1: we'll see you next time with many more secrets revealed.
0: Thanks guys.
1: Um and and if and and I'm just going to start spraying everybody with a hose. Um but that's my that's my own problem. That's for another show.